What up, Billy? If I can have you take off your shoes? Of course, I always do. Welcome to the studio apartment. Alex, we're going to say what up. We're semi-live. Here's the intro. Hey, what's up, buddy? I, oh, we're live. I mean, we're not fully live, but this will make it. Bro, have you heard about this submarine that's yes. lost on the way to the Titanic? Yes. yes. 250k yeah. and they get lost all right i want to pop up this uh are they are they alive i don't know hold on Atlantic Ocean. the tourist submersible visits the wreck near newfoundland with dives lasting up to 10 hours the company that charges two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the expedition views the famous ship almost four thousand meters below the surface the boston coast guard said an operation to find it was underway a watercraft that takes people all right man yeah well, pretty dramatic that. and then also the people on board are like suspiciously wealthy where it's one of the richest guys in Pakistan. Uh, I don't know if these are controversial figures to where a government would want to shoot an underwater missile at them, but that's scary, bro. If I'm paying 250K to go underwater that deep, visit the Titanic, I'm expecting uh, at least a vlog out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel bad. I mean, look, I feel bad because I don't know who these people are, but yeah. just anybody missing at sea, it's being underwater for like a minute fucked yeah. me up <laughs> so just being but 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 there are people who like initially when it happened people were like oh my god this is terrible and then everyone found out that they were like the bill like really 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 rich yeah and now people are like well why the fuck did you need to go see the titanic Dude, you apparently morons so there's a guy on in the submarine right now one of the five people he went to space last year on jeff bezos's blue origin so i guess he's just trying to do everything lux in the world, dude. And apparently there are way more people who have been to space than have been that deep in the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't Terrifying. been that deep, right? Into the ocean as much as... No, We, we essentially so. know that I don't think anything's there. Like, I was, so. I was in Florida on a boat, like, six weeks ago, and just being out, and you can see the land, like, even just looking the other way, it's... It's scary. Man. Yeah, it's terrifying, but also like uh, now now that everyone we knows that they're really rich people, people the the concern has not no one cares anymore. Well, <laughs> do you think it would potentially be a conspiracy theory? What are oh, your thoughts yeah. on it? Oh, everything's a conspiracy theory. Why not? For sure. If you stay in the house long enough, buddy, and everything's a conspiracy theory. And then Andrew sure. Tate just went to jail. Did so he? They're charging him with trafficking and R blank P E. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, crazy dude. R, what is it? I was saying R like asterisk P E because I didn't want to say the word. Okay, yeah, yeah you I, guess we'll just, I guess we'll just blur, yeah, beep so, it out. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, oh I good. Know. I don't know. I mean, weird fucking situation with him, but I know nothing about the guy. Compelling, yeah. I, I think he was just saying too many controversial things, and it made people dig into his past. I'm not saying that the things that he's being charged for are not true, but. I mean, when you are testing governments and you're really trying to put your message forward and it might affect other dynasties company-wise and their legacy, I don't know. Yeah, it's, man. Uh, it's pretty crazy Greta Thunberg bro. is next, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. You want to <laughs> test the, the world leaders, bro? Yeah, that's and true, And you want to tell man. them to lower your carbon footprint? Yeah, bro. She's going to go to fucking jail. Well, Mac. that's why I'm, I'm a vegan, you know what I'm saying? 
Are you actually? Try and balance it out. Yeah, it's oh, been like three and a half years. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I appreciate that. No, that's Thank cool, you. man. I, I, one of my big things is like, what's this podcast about? It's, it's about you and your life. So we're going to start on, <laughs> we're starting on current events. And, this and the, then I want to get to you and just dig deep. This bro. is the Ted Jones podcast. The Ted Jones world oh, podcast. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, bro. no, because I saw like all, just in case people <laughs> yeah. get amnesia. Well, I'm sure they know. And also right down here, you can see it right here, engraved in the screen, the Ted Jones world. Um, and how about, Sam how about the stickers in your bathroom, just in case people forget oh, where, where they well, are. They don't know about here. it. But yes, everywhere you look, just so I won't forget. Yet also, you know what I mean. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying. Dude? You can't Every turn place. around in that bathroom without getting a, <laughs> yes, a exactly. Ted Jones dude, that was sticker. Mike Cannon mentioned that he was like, <laughs> I was washing my hands, and then I also turn around see another Ted Jones World <laughs> sticker all over the place, man. Uh, but that's really cool, man. Because one one thing I don't want to do is be a hypocrite, and I do try to care about you know the the environment and the world and all these people around me, and not try to be too greedy, even though like it's it's in, it's inherently in all of us. So when you when you do stuff like be a vegan, which I don't think I can do, I commend it to to be honest with you. Well, do you mean you try and do other things that are helpful towards the environment or making the world a better place? Is that what you mean? Yeah, no, I try to be a I try to be overall just a, a good dude yeah. and not you which know which you are. I will I, say I hope absolutely, so. I no, hope you so. are, bro. I cool. mean, you forgave me for. Blowing up one of your spots like three and a half, four years ago. It's all good. It's no, I, I mean, bro, I felt, I felt terrible. It's so all good. There man. was a, a crazy. I don't want to say they were home. I don't want to say they were home. Dude, I should. I should. There was a crazy person outside of a show. I like started, you know, spewing with them a little bit, talking back and forth. And I was like, you should come into the show. They came into the show and then just caused a ruckus. And it was right during your set. I felt bad. It's all good, man. I, I honestly knew that I got upset at you for something, but yeah. I couldn't figure out what it was right. after years later. Well, and I think it doesn't I matter. It. I, no, no, no. Well, I mean, you say that, but I think just from, <laughs> from a human perspective, you know, I felt bad about it. Cause like, I was just, I was out of line no, inviting somebody who should not have been in the front row of a comedy show into the show I, during the show. I don't, I, I know you're a good guy and I know you, it was just like, a, a <laughs> it mistake. was dumb. It was a laugh. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was whatever. So I spent all of COVID just thinking about that. I was like, <laughs> I hope I can get Pavone on the pod and hopefully <laughs> you he'll me, like buddy. me, dude. <laughs> hopefully. Me. <laughs> uh, bro, so were you getting any shit from Americans in that there are a few forest fires from your hometown now jamming us up or not anymore, but like last week it was crazy. I, well, I wasn't in New York. I was in Atlanta. So people were hitting me up. I didn't know how bad it was. Oh, yeah. And people were messaging me and stuff, obviously not knowing that I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. we have a lot of forests. Uh-huh. So that I think might happen. But growing up in Toronto, did you experience any of these? Did you grow up there? I grew up in Toronto, but the forest fires are predominantly in uh, British Columbia and Quebec. But this... We have them in Northern Ontario too, because there is a lot of forests and stuff, but they, it wasn't really newsworthy until uh, like the, the internet and social media became a thing. Yeah, dude, you couldn't flip through a TikTok without seeing it. Yeah, like, like apparently all these forest fires have been happening for years, especially in Northern Ontario and stuff like that. But we just, I didn't know growing up that they were a thing. You know, I had no idea, but now because... Everything is so connected. Every year, you're like, holy shit. You know how if you go on NASA's website, you could see all the fires across the world? Yeah. There's an image? Yeah. Yeah, like, back in the day, you didn't really know that. So when you see all the Canadian fires, you're like, oh my God, what's going on up there? But I think it's just it's just forests, and we just have a, a, a you know, a plethora of 
you know, wild uh, forest. So yeah, shit's going to burn. Do you think it's more of the America, American media that put it forward? And now we're seeing it all all over our phones. Well, it's not that much different. Well, I mean, like it, it did affect New York, yeah. so it's gonna. Anytime anything happens in New York, you're you gonna hear about it. Of course, mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a it's a money maker. This city, right? Absolutely. If it's in the news, people are gonna talk about it. People are gonna put on the news. Blah blah blah. But. Uh, no one really gave me shit. They know I'm not, you know. It was it wasn't your fault. Yeah, mostly. I, I, I wasn't in the forest, fucking chucking Dude, cigarette butts. At, uh, <laughs> Let's start from the beginning, man, because you grew up in Toronto and you made the yeah. leap to New York like, yeah. a number of years ago. I mean, ever since I yeah. was like hanging out a fat baby initially, I always saw you around. Yes. So let's talk about your childhood and then. Making the leap. Probably. I'm from uh, Woodbridge, Ontario. It's like 25 minutes outside of uh, Toronto. It's still part of whatever the greater Toronto area. I am from, which is always uh, surprises people, a very, very Italian neighborhood. But it's not like Staten Island Italian. It's it's like off the boat, first generation Italian. So people are speaking a bunch of Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when my when my my fiance came for the first time, she was baffled. She's like, "What's going on here? Why is everyone <laughs> speaking Italian?" Even like at the deli, is at other stores everywhere. Everywhere. People speak English, obviously, too, but right. it's, you know, all our parents are from Italy. So all my friends, their parents came to came to Canada when they were, you know, 10, 20. So like everybody's Italian. So those Italian customs are still going on, you know, traditionally in, in Canada. So it sort of th- throws people off because when people think of Canadians, they're like, there's Italians there. Yeah, because you think about mostly French people. Is there a exactly. reason why there's an Italian pocket right there? I think I Just think like Toronto a, being a major city, maybe. Yeah, Toronto's being a major city. So yeah. a lot of the late immigration in like the sixties, seventies, right. even eighties, maybe probably even nineties, whatever. After that, like second wave of immigration, there was no room in America. Oh shit! New Amsterdam and shit. The, all the, all the money was gone. Uh-huh. Right, everybody had jobs. They would, everybody had shit. So Canada. I know my grandfather went to Can- or yeah, my grandfather went to Canada because his brother had a job there. But my dad's. And his family still lived in Italy, so he'd have to send money back. And then when they were like 12, they came to Canada. What did your dad do when he first got to Canada? He started going <laughs> to like Toronto the middle school? Yeah, so he was in grade six. Uh-huh. So he was 12. So they sent him back three grades. So he was, I guess, in, in no grade way. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by the time... Like Billy Madison. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying. Yeah. So by the time he graduated high school, what was he, like 19? No, he caught up. He caught up. Oh, how? Summer he, school? Just, I guess just Let's the go. English language is like... I mean, once you pick up the language, English, you sort of quickly get back into the other things like math. Everything else is like sort of universal. It's just the English that once he picked that up, oh, okay. he sort of got... Get got to right. skip ahead, and maybe you correct me if I'm wrong. The Italian language and the English language has more similarities than you know an English and a Russian language. You know, like they're words that are similar. A little, maybe bit, you can pick up a little bit. English is very difficult. Actually, yeah, English dude, is like very pickle. Like how is it E L L E? I'm a quarter Italian, by the way, bro. If you could tell by my tan, you I couldn't tell by your tan, but I absolutely guess. my my grandpa. Hundred percent. What the hell was that? I don't know. Fucking uh, yeah, that was absolutely. terrible. Absolutely. <laughs> my grandpa, a hundred percent Italian. My mom, I guess fifty percent, and then me. Have you been? Order. Have you been to Italy? Yeah, I have. I went of with course. my dad, who's not Italian, what and did- I went to Rome, Pisa, and what's the third city that's right next to there? 
I mean, Pisa sort of up in like the, yeah, you know, the tu- Tuscany there. region, Florence now, Siena. Yeah, uh, I think just those two cities were there for like 10 <laughs> days. I was 15, bro. I was miserable. You know I, when you go on an I extendo know. trip with your family, it can be tough, especially when it's just like you and your dad. And I'm 15 years old. I'm smoking fucking cigarettes on the street, trying to get away from him, calling you, my girlfriend. You got to go back. Home. You got to yeah, go back yeah, because so. you don't really appreciate. Oh, shit. Wait, where's the fountain? Where's the Trevi fountain? It's in, it's in Rome. I said I went to Rome, right? You went to Rome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything, all there. that shit's in Rome. Coliseum, Trevi Fountain, yeah. pa- Pantheon, Pantheon. Pretty and- healthy over there, those folk. Oh, yeah. And then also Toronto's a healthy a healthy town too, right? Or it yeah. was. Yeah, no, definitely definitely Canadian FDA, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Is, the food is way better too. I think there's just a little bit of a, a healthier lifestyle and there are some things that wouldn't necessarily be able to be served there. They, they're mo- they monitor it a little bit better. Um, and then the portion sizes aren't as big either for sure. No, for sure. Do it's, you like Trudeau, the prime um, minister? How do you feel about I, him? I, I don't know anything really about people seem politics. to hate him i don't get it, it people seems like do a nice, hate charming him. guy but maybe he's a puppet maybe that's why people do hate him because he he does say a lot of things and he doesn't do them and he and he still has like this he doesn't even lean into himself being a liar he's always been that yeah. smug and his dad was the prime minister right oh i didn't know that yeah his dad was the best prime one of the best prime ministers so like he always oh, ha- shit, he has a target so on he's his back. blowing it yeah, dude. I, I, dude, I swear I know nothing about yeah. politics in, <laughs> any, in any nation. I just I just assume that if you're in politics, you're probably, you know, you got a little bit of yeah, a shit. Yeah, yeah. You, got a, you got a chip on your shoulder for sure, Some, yelling at you, telling you to do on. stuff. Did you go back to Toronto during the pandemic? Uh, for like a couple, for like a month, because me and my, my girl had just moved in together right before the pandemic, like, yeah. like that March. So... I wanted to see my, my family for like a month, but I couldn't. Well, how did you get back and forth though? I have a green card. No, I meant like because of COVID restrictions. You could, I could because I was Canadian. I'm Canadian. So I could always go back into my country. And then because I have a green card, a permanent residence, I could come back here. Driving and flying, you can do that? I only drove. Okay. It was a crazy drive too. Let's hear that. I went to, I rented a car in uh, Times Square <laughs> and it was, there was no one there. There was one person what there. What day was that? March something, 2020? Jul- July, oh. It was July. July to August. I went for a month. So I went July. No one was there. And I drove through, to, uh, you know, I went to, to Toronto and you have to go through Niagara Falls and no one was there. It was wild because there's always a line at the border and stuff like that. So I drove Times Square. No one was there. Niagara Falls. No one was there. And I even ripped around Niagara Falls just like the you know, where the tourists are usually, Mm -hmm. and it was empty. So I was in two very heavily populated tourist attractions, and it was, there was four people maybe that I saw the whole, the whole way there. There was obviously people on the road, there was cars, but it was just eerie. It felt like a movie. It felt like the the apocalypse, you know? Niagara Falls is pretty close to the Canadian border, right? It's right there. It is the Canadian border. Niagara Falls, Ontario, Niagara Falls, New York. How much more insane were the lockdowns in Canada? I've heard about it before, and obviously I've seen it on the news, but did you have friends who were like trying to get out, had circumstances that were life-changing, life-altering up there? It was definitely, the restrictions were way worse. They actually, when you travel to Canada, they get, there's like an app you have to use to sign in and they, and it, they say it was to monitor you. Right. So this app on your phone, like if, if, and there was fines too, 
if you were to leave your house after a certain time. They no, there was the house. There was for sure. So when I was there, I couldn't leave my house for two weeks, but they did call me every day and just make sure I had one friend. He's a comic, Pat Bircher. He went like to sort of North of the city, like maybe an hour or two hours North of the city and cops came to his house and they'd knock on his door because it was a small town, right? Yeah. So they had nothing going on. So they'd knock on his door and just see if he was there and stuff. I remember flying one time from Florida to New York and them making you fill out a form. And then, dude, yeah, they can definitely track you on the iPhone. It's super easy. 100%. Yeah. I did, uh, whatever, what can they do now? But yeah. I would I would go for some, like, a, just a walk. I would go for a walk. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Imagine, like, that's literally a criminal thing to do. I, I, I mean, seriously, right? So I would just leave my phone. A walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's smart. I, yeah, because that's how they, I guess. I don't know. I don't even think they could track you if you go two feet. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I love these socks, bro. I keep looking at them. Yeah, bagel Everything socks, bagel buddy. with cream cheese? Yeah. So but, now I, I have know. the tofu spread. You were both Jews, right? You're Jew. I'm not. Jewish. A, I'm Italian. No. All right. Full. I'm Italian Jew. <laughs> that's a good. That's yeah, a yeah. pretty Solid common mix. mix here in New York, right? That's true. But you're a big bagel guy. As I'm I mean, my mom socks. bought me. As you guys socks. see the socks here what, for Christmas. Mm, I don't know. She always buys me socks. Bro, that's a nice gift. My mom's you know always say, thinking about it. And they me. always say at uh, shelters and stuff, by the way, that they always need socks and underwear. So if you have socks and underwear lying around, drop them off at your local shelter. That's they sweet. always need it. That's very you know, nice. Yes, of course. Very nice plug there. Yes. <laughs> For the shelters, man. So how did you get to New York? High school experience? Did you go to college in Toronto? No. Delio. I, I did not. I went I went for like uh maybe like four four months and then I dropped out. I just started doing comedy and then I was like, I want to do comedy. Uh, you can't really make money, too much money in Canada. It's not, it's the entertainment industry is not too strong. It's getting stronger obviously because Netflix and all these like other things are starting, production companies are starting to come there and they're filming stuff there. But initially when I started comedy, the goal is always to go to the United States to make money. Uh, and I always wanted to be in New York. I always loved stand up and I feel this is the best place to do it. So that was it. I, I just kept, you know, trying to get my credits up and trying to, you know, do the things I needed to do to obtain a green card. And that was it. I, How, I go ahead. Uh, no, that was it. I eventually applied and, and I got, uh, you know, accepted as a, you got in, I got in an alien in, uh, the field of entertainment. Uh, extraordinary an alien of, of extraordinary ability in the field of entertainment technically is what my title is thank you so much thank you so much viewers so amazing dude i'm an extraordinary talent according to your uh homeland security they have deemed me extraordinary and you have that like on your card it says that no it just has green oh, card okay. permanent just like resident. when you go into the file right i asked <laughs> you I like said, put it in an asterisk we're the extraordinary part come on dude yeah yeah no okay so but it. Coming to the United States, how old were you when you made the jump? Twenty-seven. Now I'm thirty-seven, so it'll be—it's nine years. So I'll—it'll I'll, be ten years in February. You mentioned aliens. Let's aliens. go back to that. You see oh, this no. recent thing that <laughs> happened in where was it? Las Vegas, like no. four days ago. No crash landing in somebody's backyard. It's on cop body footage cam. Oh, shit. I'll pop up the video right here so you guys can see it. It's almost midnight on May 1st when a Las Vegas Metro police officer's body cam catches this. Something flashing low in the sky. Look clearly, you can see it hiding behind the truck's window, and he moves away from the window when they get closer. 
but you vaguely see a face in the background and we don't know if it's staged or not. There's so many different things to do with AI and staging. Yeah. You hear about like these deep fakes like Obama four years ago. It's only getting better. Yeah. My neck's up. a little hurting. Here, All so good, I'm dude. Lean back in. Yeah. Hell yeah, it. dude. All right. There we go. My back's in shambles. No, I did not see that. I, Dude, honestly, I try to stay off the conspiracy things because yeah. I, am, I am a person who will 100% like... Be a conspiracy person. What's one that you believe that might be controversial? No, okay, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> not the earth being flat? No, I'm not insane, dude. Okay. <laughs> well, it must be some JFK stuff if you don't want to say no, it. No, I don't care about that. Maybe it might be 9-11 stuff. No, no, no. I'm not going to fuck with that shit. Yeah. That's too, like... Pizzagate stuff, like the child pedophiles and QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> trying no, to dig. No, 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 no. I, 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 I'll, I will say this. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't believe in it, but I am like, okay, that, that uh, things are a little wacky here. I, I'm, uh, but I, the moon landing sort of. Oh yeah. Why do people keep talking about that? And why have we not gone to the moon? No, or it was I just think, the initial Buzz Aldrin. I, we didn't go to the moon. No, I think we have. I think they did. They really did do it, but. You know, just in the circumstances of it, they've only been how many times have they been? I to think, the moon? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Pop like, it up right here. How many times has America been? Are you asking that? Anybody? I mean, humanity. How many times have they been to the moon? I, I have no idea. I don't know. It seemed very perfect for the the moment. Not that I'm saying it didn't happen. I, I'm just saying if there was a conspiracy, and uh, that I would run with, that would be the one. But I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying. In yeah. the circumstances, live TV, one step for man or was, one step for mankind. It, it seemed such a, like a perfect moment. And it was like 1969. Yeah. It's like, we can't even get reception in a fucking elevator on a cell phone. <laughs> it was just, it, it's just, it's just That's pretty. That's actually very true. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the only one. But again, I'm not really a conspiracy person. But if you get me in the, keep me in the house for like three days and I'm, yeah. I'm on the internet and shit. I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, fuck. It was a space race, too, between U.S. and Russia, and it was right around the time, the Cold War, USSR. We wanted to get there first. Again, I'm not saying it never happened. I'm no, just no, no, saying. I, I, no, but I see what a lot of people say. Yeah, 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 exactly. But all the other shit, like, I don't, I'm not going to go and say 9-11. Like, for yeah, well, what? I mean, bro, as you said, if you're in the house for three days digging into it, like, sure. you can get yourself pretty convinced that you could convince there yourself, were a lot of weird things that happened you could convince yourself or anything but i mean like also like people would get pissed like yeah people, um, i can know. give you i can give you a safe conspiracy theory for the 9-11 so the flight united 93 it landed in um like a field yeah. near pittsburgh yeah. pennsylvania apparently it was going towards the white house but the story well the conspiracy I know is the story. it was going yeah. towards the White House, but the theory is all the passengers on board yeah. like rammed the cockpit and then it went yeah. to the ground. But they were saying the conspiracy theorists say that it was going towards the White House, so they shot the plane down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which if you think about it logistically, like yes, that's an amazing hero story for those people who are on flight not United ninety three, but it, it would make sense that a plane on nine eleven, they went for the Pentagon. Went for the Twin Towers. Maybe that next plane was headed towards the White House. Perhaps it's it. it seems likely that they would. They, they're not they going, would shoot it down. They're yeah. not going to a target. You know, they're yeah. they're going to probably somewhere important. And yeah, yeah I don't know I, that shit. I, 
I don't like to like ruffle people's feathers Definitely and stuff not, like dude. that. And that's why guys like Alex Jones aren't taken seriously because he really motherfucking ruffles feathers. But he'll say things that maybe people can believe, but then he's like the Sandy Hook elementary shooting never happened. These yeah, he 25 got, kids. He actors. went too far. He right. had people. He did on some things for sure. Oh my God. Like he was going on Rogan like multiple times. People believe the stuff that he was saying. Yeah, there's fucking people are nuts and I feel bad for people to just people have so so much little confidence that they have to listen to someone like Alex Jones or whatever the hell his name is or like someone like Andrew Tate no relation to me by the way Tate no, nor no, Alex no, Jones no, no, no. pops out of the bathroom um, <laughs> what's up yeah, yeah yeah no 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 people are sc- people I I can't believe how many people have like given this man money to to that he has like now I know he like lost it and shit but mm. you know it's crazy that there's this many people out there that just believe what this maniac is saying or that Andrew Tate guy is saying I feel bad for people that's what it boils down for me at the end of the day like I I'm like I could listen to something and see people's point but then I could also like go outside and live my own life and be like oh maybe that person was also crazy or this person's like I have my own experiences and I have my own thoughts but some people don't and that those people I just feel bad for. I think it's also a new age too. Like the past 20 years, we're getting so much more new information that we never got. Like I remember yeah. I used to sit with my dad on the couch. We'd be watching the news. It's just strictly bad news. Oh, 400 people died and I ran today. Bomb. Uh, everybody get your flu shot. Uh, this team lost the championship. They won the championship, whatever. The news was so crafted for somebody to watch it and it was an hour and you only knew so many stories during the day now when somebody gets a following they can basically kind of keep saying whatever they want and it's exactly. gonna get more shares no for sure you know? I, we definitely are in a different era of, yeah. of that but that just because they have a following doesn't necessarily mean that it's a uh, correct or something it's well, just I an think, opinion but, but you're saying that people you feel bad for these people and i think the people who are to be felt bad for see that this guy is getting so much attention. Maybe one of their neighbors had heard something or they went on YouTube and saw this video. So now they're convincing them. And then next thing you know, they're storming the freaking Capitol. Yeah. I just, I feel bad for, I, I mean, not those people necessarily, but I just feel bad for, for, for people who just are like, you know, they just, they, they just don't have their own thoughts. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like a lack of confidence or anything like that. Like they'll just go out and enjoy the day. Go to a park and feed a fucking squirrel. You'll be so happy instead of trying to figure out if, uh, you know, QAnon's a thing. It's just bizarre. I, I, the way people decide to live their lives is, is, is interesting to me. I mean, again, we could both fall. Any, nobody is perfect and we could both fall into like a conspiracy spiral and, and believe in stuff. But I don't know, man. I think life's just too short and I'm not going to spend fucking my days fighting with people trying to figure out if yeah, this is dude, a conspiracy fighting on facebook comments if there's lizard <laughs> people paragraphs, dude it's crazy running the world too. and shit i don't know you know man. what i mean is like, it worth it i don't know like you have like let's say you have one of your posts on tiktok start going <laughs> popping and you literally just see hundreds of comments people arguing with the person above them <laughs> Sometimes some shit that like I, I don't do understand. watch some comments though, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm bro, not beyond. Sometimes that. like if you go to really viral funny posts, like you go to the comment section, usually you'll find that really funny comment, which I do enjoy. Yeah, so it's um, a new wave. It's interesting. So you've been in the New York comedy game for a while now. You've been a here bit, nine yeah. years. Yeah. 
have you seen things dramatically change within the last three years since COVID? Yeah. Or not dramatic, not, not dramatically, because you you just I just don't know if it would have changed regardless of COVID. Uh, you know, or it, this is just where we were going, anyways. But yeah, COVID definitely made a, a a bit of a change because there was a lot of a lot of kids who not kids, but a lot of maybe newer comics who maybe did, weren't getting like the stage time and stuff like that. But then when COVID hit, they started going and performing like outdoor and started doing their own things and then gaining a following. And then when things started well, again, do you think that's from the social media or what do you mean? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Like people were also like figuring out how to blow up on social media too. So then when stuff, and I'm not one of those people at all, I've never been one of those people, but like once stuff started to, you know, open up again, they had followings and now you, if people, people will book you obviously based on how many followers you have. I don't know if it translates to people actually coming to see you. I don't know. I don't know the numbers. I think I it, I think it, it I think it depends your niche. <laughs> like if Maybe. you're somebody who keeps posting the stand up clips then people I think would come to see your stand-up show. But if people are watching like maybe your sketches or maybe you're doing something True. else very well and you go viral, True. it'll still translate. But I think more dramatically. So if you're doing authentically what you have on your social media profile and in person. True, true, true. I, again, like I don't know the numbers. I don't know how the shit works. Also, I'm lazy and I don't, like but the, we're also starting. We're also starting to see it too. You know, like at the shows or whatever, you'll see maybe a comedy club of books. Somebody who has hundreds of thousands of followers does it translate in that way. You could, yeah. Once you start booking people, and then people don't show up, or people do show up. Yeah. Like, well, now yeah, I know. Now I know who's doing it. Now I know who's not doing it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think COVID uh, definitely made a, a, a change. Now, I truly believe that just things go like eh, eh, eh. so. You know, I think things will, will maybe go back. Maybe if people are getting booked sheerly on being, you know, Instagram popular and maybe not the best stand-ups right now, it might be working and, you know, clubs want to bring them in because they sell booze and shit like that. But I don't know. The world just always goes like, Jesus Christ, my act you outs. Yeah, you just I'm get good. cut? You good? Yeah, just start bleeding out. <laughs> the world always just goes like that, you know? I'm fucking <laughs> so yeah i'm not too really worried about shit and also i'm lazy like at the, like i said at the end of the day i just gotta start posting stuff too but i i just i think I, we all do that's like we we gotta wear all these different freaking hats now as compared yeah. to probably when you first moved here it's like you gotta you may, maybe wear a couple hats you know yeah. you do the the sketch on youtube you do the stand up like now it's like holy shit all right i gotta do that guy's doing that all right maybe i gotta do that this and like interweaving you know what i mean I, i'm also like not i'm like i don't know if i want i if you look at people who are on fire they work their ass off though too and i'm like maybe i'm just not this has nothing to do with how funny i am i don't think i have that like i don't think i want to be famous that much i don't think i ha i would like to make people laugh and i want people to come and watch me and yeah. maybe have a bit of a following but i don't want to i don't know if i have it in me to be this kevin hart multi-dimensional this guy's in DraftKings and fucking on Netflix and everything. Like I, I'm starting to see like, Oh God, maybe I don't, maybe I don't, this is not me. You know what I mean? I don't have that. Like people, I think people want to be like, have a legacy. And I'm like, I just want to be funny and have a, a nice fan base that enjoys my comedy. And I think that's what I'm I'm figuring out right now. I still have work to get there and how to, 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 to do it. But you know, I don't have this like, upper like i don't have this like 
Kevin Hart type ambition. I don't have that drive. I'm learning that because I'm seeing uh, like people I know. We all see people we know that do a million things and they want to be and good for them. God bless them. They're chasing their dreams. They want to do what they do. But I, me, I'm like, I'm too lazy for this shit. I didn't, I didn't get into comedy to fucking work like a CEO. Fuck that. I, I, I want to tell jokes and go home and play. I just got Mario. I want to play that. <laughs> I, I swear to God, it sounds like I'm a, and people will take that like, oh, you know, you, you, you're uh, not a quitter, but it's like, oh, you got to get it more. You got to like, you got to have that Kobe attitude. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I just want to have like a, a, a good career and make, make my money, have people like come to shows and be yeah, like, bro, yo, but there's, I there's love literally you, nothing wrong with that. And I think sometimes you'll see <laughs> I, these guys, I know. but yeah, but you're talking about like the guys like Kevin Hart, there's one Kevin Hart and you True. see guys like David Goggins, get off your ass, do this, fucking wake up at 2am, nah, do this. Yeah, so I think that there's a lot of pressure to be like that, but there's also yes. a 99 out of a hundred People that are trying to do what you're doing, man. Like what you're saying. I hope so. Like I mean, well, no, I think it's true. Okay, I think cool. It's true, dude. I, I'm not even. I'm not really thinking about anybody really else. Yeah. I mean, I am happy for for people. Obviously, we see these people that are like doing these unbelievable things, and yeah. you've been around them for a while, and you see them grow and stuff like that. But also at the same time, you're like, eh, that's. I think that's what they want to do, and I don't think they want to do that. Yeah. So. Well, that's part of growing up, I think, too. Yeah, well, also knowing what you want to do. Exactly. Important. Have you had a moment in your New York stand-up career where you're like, this is, I'm doing it. This is what I want to be doing. This is me doing it. Uh, Within, like, the past three years or maybe your first six years, whatever. No. Nah. Because I, I know you're opening for a huge comic now who takes you on the road, if you want to talk yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah, well, she's a really good friend of mine. and uh, Yeah, but you also got the chops, so... Well, thank you. You know, it connects. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm actually really happy for her as a person, first and foremost, before anything. Like, I've seen her work really hard. She's a great person. She's always super sweet, especially to me. So I'm just genuinely happy as a friend to, to, to see her. Like I will, like when I see her at shows and I see people like, you know, cause we're both Canadian and we both come from, oh, I didn't know up, that. yeah, we both come from like Toronto, which is no one, no one really cares about shows and shit like that. You know, in Toronto, I mean, they care, they, they come, but no, it's not like America. Like America is like, this is the entertainment capital of the world, you know? So people come to shows, they enjoy it and they go home. Canadian show business is actually pretty pathetic. It's really sad in comparison to, to New York and everything like that. It's pretty, it's pretty embarrassing. Well, do you think anybody within the last 10 years has put it on the map? Maybe a guy like Drake, or you think about these YouTubers, the Nelk boys, something like that. Yeah, no, definitely. It's definitely, like you said, things are changing. And I think that has a lot to do with it, but also mainstream networks have done pretty well too. Like, Shit's Creek and and like Letter Kenny and stuff like that. But uh, the, the, those are Canadian. Those are those are Canadian, but also yeah. that's o only opened the door because of like Netflix and Hulu and American stuff like that. So the money's here, uh, the the fame and the wealth is all here. In Canada, it's more like just a gym. It's like you go there, you you get it going, you get it going, you get it going, and when you're good enough, you come here. And now in the recent years, people have been able to stay there and make money there and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, people like Drake definitely have have helped. They truly have. That started maybe a little bit before with like rate the radio plays and stuff like that, where it, Canadian governments like we need a cert a certain amount of Canadian plays on the radio. There there needs to be that. There wasn't that before in the United States radio. You mean no in on Canadian radio. There needs to be Canadian content, and that's something that happened uh, maybe 
let's say 10 years before Drake blew up. So was that a political move? Like it was like government? a government. It was like a government grant stuff. Okay. So then once like 10 years went by, that's when you started seeing people like Drake pop off and Bieber. Yeah. And there's, there's a reason that the Canadians around the same time in music really started to, to really flourish. And a lot of it, people think have to, it, it has to do with those radio uh, laws in Canada. So that's that was one of the reasons. But yes, people like Drake, people like all these Canadians who are coming here, it helps. It definitely helps. Can you think of a stand-up comedian that's still killing it in Canada and doesn't feel yeah. like they need to go to the United States? Yeah, this guy Jerry D, even though he did, he was on a sitcom here recently, but he didn't have to. Uh, obviously, Russell Peters was the first guy, but he was going all over yeah, the world. Yeah, I remember seeing him like 15 years ago yeah. doing world tours. Yeah, he was like one of the first guys who actually went viral before like you know, viral was a thing. Someone yeah. leaked his, you know, comedy now, which is at the time people thought that was a joke. The comedy now is it was like the Canadian Comedy Central. It was like the worst footage. It was like the <laughs> it was worst. grainy. It was so How bad. How much time did he do that got he, released? He did. I don't know. It was just like it was like a couple bits uh-huh. that oh, really sure. put him on the map. You know, and I don't know. I don't know Russell at all. I have no idea who he. I, I have no idea. Um, anything about him but friends of mine know him really well and they were saying that this guy i don't want to put i don't want to like say anything out of line or anything like that but they were saying like he was a great he's a great guy and he was just gonna be like he was cool being like a canadian headliner a road like a road comic in canada and he was cool making whatever it was he was gonna make and he was happy with his life and then next thing you know is he's performing for the prince of jordan you know because he popped off whether that's true or not, I don't know. But, you know, when I when I've, I started to watch comedy around like 2004, 2005 in Toronto, maybe like, a, like just before he popped off. And he was the king of the city, like in Toronto. Did he make you want to move to New York at all? <laughs> no, no, no. And jump? No, no. How about the people in your circle doing comedy? Yeah, definitely. People like Nathan, he was always like when I, he started. Nathan a McIntosh? Yeah, okay. he started a couple of years before me and he moved to New York before me. And he was always, like, really good at comedy. Like, he was one of these people who was just good, like, right off the bat. He'll tell you, no, he was good. So he moved there, and I was like, well, Nathan's going to move there. You know, I should probably move, too, because I always thought he was really, really, really strong as a comedian. Um, But people closer to me, not like the people like Russell, but people sort of maybe a couple years in my, a couple years before me, those people really were the ones who I was like, okay, if they're going to move, I should move. Well, 27 seems like a pretty impressionable age to make that big of a jump. Was there anything that was holding you back in Toronto where you're like, eh, New York seems iffy. I'm already 27. I got this situation lined up here. Why don't I just stay? No, not really. It was just the green card thing, like legality wise. Like that was the only thing that was, you know, holding me back. But I always was, I always wanted to, I love stand up. That's the thing. And uh, I always knew that this was the best place to do it. So I always wanted to do move here because I want to be like a top notch stand up comedian. I want I want to be the guy like you throw me into any room and I want to do well, like a bar show, a, 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 a theater, like you chuck me in there and I just have the skills where I could make it work anywhere. And that's what I wanted to do. And I think New York has every type of show, every type of audience, and it will just get you like bulletproof. I know you have some friends out in LA. Do you think about going out there at all? Or did you initially? 
I did a little bit, but I'm not really like I never wanted to like be an actor or be I I do, I do actually. That's not that's not true. But I I don't like like auditioning uh, auditioning more. I guess now because of COVID though, that's another thing. Like there's so many Zoom auditions, but prior to to all this social media and all this stuff where you could audition online and stuff, I was like, eh, I don't know. But then the lifestyle of like driving and I don't like the weather that when it's the same every day and it's hot or not hot, but you know, like nice weather every day. I can't do that. Yeah. I need rain. You need something mixing it up. I need rain. I need fall. If I don't have fall, I'll fucking snap, dude. You're a pumpkin spice guy? I love pumpkin no shit. No way. Yeah, dude. I love, love that. Dude. I love pumpkin That's shit. That's great. Give me pumpkin shit. I'll make my own pumpkin spice shit. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I made my own pumpkin mm-hmm. spice last year. I was I was jacked up for it. <laughs> I need spring. I need winter. I can't have the same shit every day. So I couldn't do that. You know, also, I think a comedian making the choice, if you just want to strictly do stand-up, I mean, you go out to L.A., a good amount of people on any given show are also trying to do the acting. Maybe they're playing the, their guitar on stage. Like New York, when you go to these shows and we're around all these people, 99% of the people are just doing stand up. It seems like. That's what yeah. it feels like. Yeah. And there's so many good comedians here. There are here. a lot, bro. There's there so lot. many good comedians here. And there's so many, and, and, and they're like, there's so many people that I, when I came here, I'm like, God damn. Like, I can't do those jokey joke, like, bangers that that they can do and and but it makes you appreciate like what you can do as well without you know bashing someone well how do you mean how do you mean without like you you have a style and then you come here and the thing with new york is you still have to have the jokes always right when i in toronto there was a lot like canadian audiences there's a lot more like playing around. They're very cool with you, like, f- you know, not getting maybe to the punchlines quick enough and like, you know, exploring and imagining stuff. They are very patient with you, Canadian audiences. But when you go to New York, you have to have the jokes, right? Like, you need them. And whether that's like one liners or stories, you need those in there. Or people are just, they're, they're, they know that New York and comedy are upper echelon. They need those jokes. So when you come here, you need the jokes, but it's, you don't necessarily need them in that like one style of like boom, 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 like a tell. You could tell, you could have stories, you could have other things, but you still need them, right? So when you see people like Mark Norman and Joe List and you go like, God damn, I don't do that. That. It, it, it's not necessarily like a bad thing. You just got to figure out how to get your jokes, the jokes in, in your style in there because you still need them. Well, everything in New York also is moving at such a quick pace. I would think that that's probably the kind of same energy and thought process people have when they go to these comedy shows. They're expecting everything to be quick and uh, good and I, pay attention 100% of the time. I 100% think so. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. That's what it seems like to me. And I'm and obviously LA has amazing comedians. Too. Yeah, I'm definitely. Not, I'm not gonna f- say not, but like the the you could see someone in New York who's been doing comedy for two years, and and you're like, holy shit, this person already has like polished five minutes that is ready for probably TV. I don't know in LA if you could get it that quick, and that's not that's not a, a shot at them. No, it's not enough stage time. Yeah, essentially. 
And and again, like you said, the audiences are just like when people come to New York, I feel for a trip, I think stand up comedy is something that they put in on their Wow. Thing like yeah. like Broadway, totally. You know, like a dingy bar shit, bar basement comedy club, and they expect a certain level of of comedy. So, you know, I think I I personally think that when you go to when you go to comedy clubs and, and you see the amount of people from different places, it's wild. Norway, yeah, Sweden, dude. France, and you're like, what the hell's going yeah. on here? So, you know, that's I think New York is the best for it. Anyways, that's that's why I moved here. Do you have a favorite moment within these last nine years that you can repeat off the top of your head? Um, or maybe something yeah. that was super cool that people wouldn't expect somebody coming from Canada to pursue their dreams in New York. I will say that I am I the last the last year opening for Steph has been unbelievable just because I watching her like actually have like fans is nuts. You know, people come to see her. People, you know, come and 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 they like buy her merch and 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 do all that stuff. And that's pretty crazy because we, I didn't think that would be a, a possibility for for someone from like Canada to to do without a major network behind them or like some you know like a, a, a giant TV show. Like they pretty she pretty much did that through Instagram. She was on Netflix because of the Bill Burr thing, but. You know, it, it, it wasn't the traditional route. And so to see her, like, getting, f- like, popular and, and getting, like, uh, a following and stuff, it's pretty crazy. And I, I get to, I, you know, I, we, get, we hang out, but she hasn't really, she doesn't really change. She hasn't really changed as a person either. She's, like, the same crazy person, so. You talk about the traditional route, somebody putting out 30 minutes on Comedy Central. This is maybe, like, I don't know, five to seven years ago. Somebody puts 30 minutes on Comedy Central, then they start touring based on Late night everybody sets. seeing it. Sure. A new age, do you think that people are just going to start to take full ownership of their brands and start releasing it to YouTube or having some leverage of YouTube and Netflix and Hulu, like just a, <laughs> a bunch of places where they can release it? Or where do you see the best place potentially going forward to release yeah. something like that? Yeah, I think like some of the best people that we know are doing that already. And, uh, and you know, obviously getting on these giant podcasts are, are, are essentially just as good or better than, you know, late night spots and not that, I'm not taking anything away from it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that but it's becoming just as good of a credit. I think you've it's, seen him on the Joe Rogan podcast. You've yeah. seen him on late night with Conan. I don't know which one's better. Yeah. You, know, you think about something like that. You have a three hour podcast with Rogan. Yeah. I think five it, minutes on Fallon. I think those are way, I think those are going to translate to followers more for sure. Hey, life changes. Everything changes. I mean, people were on horses and then there were cars. It's probably crazier than, Joe Rogan being a better credit than Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, to, to, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> to wrap it back to the beginning, that you know, you're talking horses, then you're talking cars. <laughs> what happened to the train industry, bro? Why do I have to fly to LA tomorrow, man? But I'm, <laughs> um, I'm excited, industry. dude. Yeah. Also, the flights are getting too expensive. They are putting you in smaller and smaller seats. Yeah, crazy. They're fat shaming us, all of us. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking nuts, actually. You know what I mean? Dude, it's crazy how expensive shit is. We got to start flying private, my G. That's it. That's yeah. The only, how, that's how the only we, uh, solution. How the hell do we do that? You got you to gotta hook up start on a private jet? This, yeah. eh, not at the moment. But <laughs> okay. We'll see, bro. Fly down to Turks and Caicos <laughs> well, with this. our boy, Drake.
Yeah, we got to do. I thought you were going to say turkey. I, can I talk about turkey for a second? I yeah, get please. My, my hair transplant in turkey. I want to go bad. Oh, man. Yeah, okay, I've I heard of that. I've seen. <laughs> talking about TikTok again. I've just seen like TikToks of people on the plane and then a lot of people just have the caps on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you have definitely. good hair. What do you nah, mean? I don't. You don't want to show No, it? it's coming. It's 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 from the back. It's it's going. It's starting to go. I remember you used to have pretty long hair. I mean, it's pretty long, but yeah. there is a patch in the back okay. that is quite evident from from the from especially if you you got a little bit of height on me and most people do and you think going forward though if you went to turkey and get this hair transplant that oh, yeah. like your hair would be good for the rest of your life is that is that what the well, trade-off is, is that I what hope they say to, i hope to christ they say it's a good chance <laughs> you hope to christ and i like i like i like i like myself a little gambling too so you, you might as well oh, yeah true bro <laughs> true who do you got winning wimbledon I'm oh shit you know what, man? Yeah. I, I wish I, I wish I was, I know people cause like I said, I'm from like a very Italian area, but a lot of sharp book, um, gamblers are from where I'm from. Bookkeepers? Well, there's a lot of bookies, but there's a lot of people who know how to gamble and have sort of connects in, in the gambling world. Talk about knowing how to gamble though. Just, just seeing lines and and being able to read a line or and beating line movements and stuff like that and just knowing you know knowing people that sort of are part of like large gambling syndicates it's very bizarre but anyways i wish i knew how to gamble on tennis more i'm I'm sure I, i have a friend who who actually he'll be here tomorrow or in the next day he knows he he knows people who gamble on tennis and they're very good they're very good at gambling on tennis, especially live. Like random ish kind of matches, like a twenty five k tournament, women's and like bet more Tunisia, more so those than the the majors. It's e- I believe it's easier to gamble on a two set ATP non major than it would be <laughs> for the major. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Well, I think also there's there's got to be some issues with the guys who are five hundred to seven hundred in the world playing those futures. They must have some connection somewhere to, you know, if they need to move the line a little bit. For we sure. talk about like sports gambling like that. But if you're 500 to 700 in the world, you are spending $20,000 to tour as an ATP tennis player. You're not making any money. If you can make half of that on like losing a few games. There's going to be guys. this here and there. There's like, going to be guys for sure who, who probably are doing it or at least thinking about doing that 100%. How can you monitor all these sports? How can you do it? I think I think when it comes to gambling, though, those those smaller, whether it's college basketball or tennis, those are where a lot of the really good gamblers like to spend their time because there's whether it's whether it's people fixing games. I don't know, but they have a better opportunity to capitalize on a worse line in smaller sports than they would in the if everyone's going to gamble on the on Wimbledon, if you yeah. you know what I mean, so the lines have to be a lot sharper and a lot crisper. But an ATP in Singapore, you know, opening round, the the line makers might slip a bit, and professional gamblers could see the value. They're like, oh, this guy's plus two hundred. Yeah, he should be plus one twenty. Boom, there it is. Whether you, he wins or not, who knows? But you're just getting value in that line. Did you spend any time in Vegas? I've never been. Really? I'm going uh, in October. Oh, wow. You're fired up. Buddy, I'm fired up. Okay. Do you have like a limit of how much money you're going to put in, how much money you win, and then you're out of there? What's the deal? Because I know you're a big gambler. 
Do you I'm have not like a, a big, mindset? I'm not a big guy. You like you like gambling. I do like to gamble. Okay. I'm not a big gambler. Like I'm not putting a lot of cash yeah. on on the line. Uh, I do have like in day day to day things when I do gamble. I I put the same amount down and 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 that's it. I don't fluctuate on my unit size. And do I when I go to the casino? That's for pure. That's pure 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 like entertainment. Like the other one's entertainment too, but that's like what, like I go there thinking I'm going to lose that money. What's your favorite game? Craps. But I don't, I haven't played it consistently enough to be good at it. But what I know you, a little bit. What do you think about a company like Stake? Who, for those of you who don't know, Stake, a gambling company who pays their creators and users hundreds of millions of dollars just to live gamble on stream like drake you know you talk about the nelk boys what do you think is about that what they do like yeah they go live and spin the roulette roulette wheel i don't know how the payments I, are broken down but drake for the most part has said previously or maybe it was the nelk boys talking about how they're not using their own money they're just using stakes money i mean yeah that, steve will do it i mean it's i i mean it's brilliant i want to i want to do something in that vein of of live gambling uh in 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 sports capacity i do they do that do they do sports capacity is sports live gambling? they have this they have something called prize picks that i know that they've been doing ads for in elk boys wise they're saying like you can pick which player is going to do what okay and it's a like you can bet live so you can bet on one player instead of like a team yeah no, 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 player props yeah for sure yeah, no, I I think there's definitely a, a a market in that for to to people would people will watch Drake gamble, you know, especially in sports. Yeah, if Drake puts, uh, you know, goes, I'm going to take Jokic to get over eight and a half rebounds. Yeah, today, dude. and then there's just a live stream of him watching the game. A hundred percent. Yeah, and then you could that. you're like, oh, I'm going to put that money, put my twelve dollars down because Drake did it. Yeah, people are going to do it. They're fucking insane. Yes, yeah, so you don't think there's anything wrong with him. With who? With what? With that? With him? Yes. With Drake putting forward the message that like I'm putting down all this money, you guys should too. Even well, though he's I, not directly saying it, it's going to happen anyways. No, I don't think so. I would love. I would love to be a part of that. I would love to host something like that. Yeah. I want to. I want to do something with like two celebrities live gamble on a game together, and it's sort of like a podcast while live gambling event Love and then that, within the game they can put in bets and then the, the you know live gambling uh as well as like pre-game bets and then the the winner you know after the whole event you know has, has to give money to charity or something there is a that's a great niche for you too man i want to do a bad that, but it's yeah. it's tough man it's tough well, like so i feel like we're also starting to get the ball rolling slowly now that more states are making gambling legal right yes, yes. gambling especially yes but a lot of a lot of these book a lot of these bookmakers you know you if you want to have an event you want to have alcohol and you want to have stuff and they won't be a part of it you know, and also you, alcohol and betting is just danger mode. No, look, look, at, <laughs> bro, look at every like every commercial for DraftKings or Caesars or anything. There's no no one's at a bar. There's no alcohol or anything oh, that would yeah. suggest because it's 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 not it's not good. It's, they don't want that part of the brand. But yeah, gambling is gambling is amazing. It's so fun. But you that definitely it's definitely very, very addictive. And yeah. you could get fucked. You could get fucked hard. You have any friends who've gotten effed hard? Yeah. Like just put their mortgage on the line stuff uh, with kids. 
uh, I don't know how I don't know how deep it gets, but wow. yeah, the I, surface I, level. How deep have you seen it gets? Like somebody who put their rent on the line can't pay rent. Yeah, I know. I I, I know a, a guy like through a guy who like you know he lost his house. You know, so he's you know a lot of money, a ton of money, dude. Yeah. You just keep taking shots. Yeah. You know, and it could happen quick. You start betting like $500 a game. Next thing you know, you're betting five grand a game. Now you're down 80 grand and you're like, I'm going to hit something eventually. Let me just, you know, I'm already down 80 grand. What's another 80 grand? Boom. Now you're down 160. What would you, what would your advice be for some, let's say you had a friend who's literally down 50K. He has a bookie. Do you tell him to move? 50k no not for 50k 50k you could probably work something out (laughs) you mean like with the bookkeeper like bro i don't have any money i'll give you 20k well they're gonna they're gonna have to take something right they're gonna have to take something i mean you gotta the worst thing you can do probably is get on some sort of payment plan because then you're gonna have to you're gonna have to probably probably play like 20 percent or something you know for for the year or something like that which is brutal which is probably what they want, but I, I I don't know. I have no idea. Every situation is different. Every every if you have a bookie, everything's different. But if you play with Caesars and and all these other things, you got to put the money down first, right? And which is way you'd rather lose the money that you have than you don't have totally. because you're gonna have to pay that anyway. Get your legs broken. Yeah, I don't know about legs broken, <laughs> but they will. Like I know the I know people that like will the first thing they do is fully tell your family, like they show up to your house and they knock on your door and just tell your wife and tell your or whoever it is that like, they owe exactly money. and then it's like a mind fuck and then yes and then it's then it's gonna be the problem, but initially they're like you you're with that's it. gotta be one of the worst addictions ma'am because oh, yeah. you can dig yourself into a hole you know like yes you want the crack you want the heroin but like once you start once you don't have any money you know the guy who's giving it to you won't give you anymore unless they give you a little loan or whatever but exactly you get way deeper into it with, Ex- uh, gambling the loan part is probably the worst part eventually uh, essentially but uh but yeah with the with the gambling that's you would get that loan quicker than you would for like drugs i think i think i don't know i'm not a, i'm not a, like a the heroin junkie or something th- i think one of the first looks i got into gambling was hardball you remember the movie with keanu reeves yeah, yeah, yeah. on sports no no that's definitely a reasonable like uh it's a that good happens. it's a good thing oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure dude definitely his at his attitude his 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 like emotions are pretty similar to like what goes on the ups with like and downs, right? the ups and downs it's like every every you're it's just dependent on like one game like one outcome it's crazy for sure for sure People are insane. Great movie, by the way. Unbelievable movie. I love that little kid, that little cute kid. Oh, G-Baby? Oh, I know. He's so cute. You cried when he got... For those of you who don't know, spoiler, 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 cover your ears. You cried when he got shot, right? Of course. What yeah, when he got killed. <laughs> oh, my God. If you yeah, don't, dude, that was so when like, everybody was in the theater. You can hear the sniffles next to you. I saw it with my boy's babysitter and him. I, I miss the theaters crying. when everyone's yeah, crying dude. and laughing together and stuff. Yeah, you're right, man. I it's do miss the theater. So Alex, this has been a freaking great episode, man. We've learned a lot. Before we get out of here, we're popping up your Instagram. Where can we find you? What you got coming up that's exciting? Please. 
Let the people know. Uh, Mr. Alex Pavone at P-A-V-O-N-E. Thanks for having Alex, me. Alex, always a pleasure. You're for a good real, guy, man. dude. You're a great dude. You Alex are, Pavone, this guy is great. Guys, happy Thursday. I'm in LA. Message me. DM me. Ted Jones World at gmail.com. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks. Peace.